and he fixes the wrong and he makes it right. He takes evil and, and, and claims victory and he changes it for us in every aspect of our life. Who are you following? You, you, we'll, we'll go to this and, and we'll say that in a team atmosphere, we're team Christians. We, we are team Christians, and that's what we're here today. We're here for, this is like the day after the game, the week's game. Every one of us who are here today lived the last seven days, and, and we're here today. So how did you play last week? How did you do? But you're here today. And you claim victory again today. But just like every good coach says, good job. Last week is over. You're only as good as your next game. You're only as good as your next at bat. And here we are today. So every good coach will raise you up. And then they'll tear you down a little bit. Only to raise you up again. And to send you out for next, for next week. After today, how are you going to do? What's in your plans? Got a meeting here, got a dinner date here, got family gatherings this week, got to get to the groceries this week. You've got life that it will happen. And how are you going to go about it? Who are you including? You said, you guys going to school. Well, what's school like? Well, I don't, I, I don't like school. I'm looking at her and like, I don't like school. But what planning and what preparation are you doing? So, so you got a week's work. Jerry's going to work. Well, well, Jerry can't just show up and say, hey, you know what? I'm a poor cement slab. It ain't going to happen unless Jerry has done his homework, unless Jerry has planned and prepared. Because if not... Jerry, you're not going to have a very good week. You're not going to be off to a very good start. God takes care of his inheritance. God takes care of his people. He always has. If you look in the Bible and read all the stories about God's people, they've always become victorious. I just mentioned David. The folks in the desert, they found the land of milk and honey. God always wins. So who do we need to follow? Who do, who do we need to keep going with? And that's it. Why do we get off track? Selfishness? Pride? Any other ones that we'll look at here in a bit? That, that's why we get off track. Because we take our eyes off of, ourself, uh, off of God and put them on ourselves. Go try to build that cement slab without any tools, Jerry. Without any equipment. Ain't going to happen. Kirk, draw a picture. Without a pen, pencil, brush, anything, you, it ain't going to happen. So we've got to be prepared. We've got to know what we need to continue to do. So what is it in your life? And we look at the realm of wellness. Your mental health. Physical health, financial health, spiritual health. Let's just look at those four. What do you got to do? Mental health. Huh. 
Where is the God of peace in your life when it comes to mental health? Because that's what Christ said he was. He's the God of peace. My peace I give to you. Do you accept it? How much do you believe in that? Because once you accept it, then you, you'll take it on. What about your physical health? Oh, man, I can't wait to fit into a size 32. Well, I think my 32 waistline days are long gone behind me. But I don't want to go further. So I've got to continue the work. I, I've got to do what I need to do. I, I've got to have strong thumbs at the dinner table. When that plate gets there, I've got to push that thing away. I need structure and I need discipline. I, I need to know what I can and cannot do. How about your financial wealth? You got to know what you can and cannot do. Some folks out there dig their own hole. They dig their own hole because they live outside of their financial means. And it's not going to work. Eventually, it will catch up with you. And so is your spiritual life. I shared in the prayer this morning that that's when we wake up. That's when our heart opens up. You're in bed and you're stretching and you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm here today. Thank you that I've got an opportunity to honor you, to praise you, to worship you, to sing a hallelujah and claim victory for today. What, what do I need to do, Lord? What is your will in my life for this day? And how do I do it? What would you like for me to do? Who would you like for me to be? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to uplift today? Who, who do I need to just tell them right square in the in the forehead said, hey, you're messing up. Who do I got to do that for today? But we came victory. We came victory for Aaron's neighbor who's feeling ill. We claim victory for Pastor Ron because he will get better. Because heaven comes and fights for him. And maybe that's your calling, Aaron, to tell the lady heaven comes to fight for you. And we'll sing a hallelujah. We'll raise the banner of victory. Because we're God's children. What is it that we cannot do with God? If we open our Bibles, or Nathan, you're so good at this. Galatians 15, I mean Galatians 5, verse 19. Pastor Ron is rubbing off, isn't he? One of these days, I'm going to memorize the books here, and I won't have to flip through them. So Galatians 19, the acts of a sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That's the power of sin. And, and it draws us in there. So as a team, we made mistakes this past week. 
And, and the power of the Holy Spirit convicts us of these. And, and that's a blessing. That, that is to know that when I go and I live my week's life and I do wrong, by the love of God, by the grace of God, am I convicted and I know I'm a sinful man. But I know that the first thing I do the next morning or, or once I become in realization of what I did and what I did wrong, I go to the cross because I know Jesus died for my sins and he died to give me life and life more abundantly in this world and in the next. But I choose to have life and life more abundantly now. That's my choice. I pray that's your choice too. How do you do that? You go to Jesus. You go to the cross. You ask him to come in. I think it's amazing. Because in verse 22, three verses later, but the fruit of the Spirit... And he turns it totally different. He goes from one extreme to the next in three verses. I think that's amazing. He says, because this is all in us. This is our choice. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I love self-control. How much more self-control can we implement in our lives? Go back to the four areas of wellness we talked about. In our physical, Mark, I'm so proud of you. Because Mark's got discipline. Mark's got structure in his life. He's got self-control to start a workout program. And his motive is love. Love for his grandkids. Love and energy for his grandkids. That's why he's doing it. That's amazing. That's an admirable trait. Thank you, Mark, for sharing. Self-control. Financially. You can't buy that big boat. <laughs> You're going to spend all that money on a big boat and park it in your driveway. You can't buy that big boat. You can't go deer hunting every week. I can't go watch baseball all the time. I got to work a little bit. It's self-control. I'm never going to fit into a 32, but I don't ever will fit into 36 either. It's called self-control. In my spiritual life? Boy, but but we, we, we look at the age we look at children, those, those young guys that just walked out. Boy, how is it important for mom and dad, grandma and grandpa to teach self-control already? To say that there's a borderline, that there's a way to stop this thing. And if it's spiritual, that's, that's sin and evil. And, and that's where you got to stop that. And we all have challenges. We all have somewheres up there that is sinful and evil that looks and lurks around every corner for us. And it's our discipline. It is our self-control that says, stop. Dear Heavenly Father, I claim victory. Come. Come and do it now. Come take over. I surrender. 
I want to live in obedience. I want to have the fruits of the Spirit. I want to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Who controls your destiny? Who controls your eternity? You and one other. You and the Lord God most heavenly high. You're a team. We're a team. That's why we come here together. To pat ourselves on the back for having a good week. And you know what? And we give you a fist pump and say, go get another week in and go win. Go claim victory. Go do good in school this week. Go have a good hard work of week, a week's work this week. Go do it. Call somebody. Share love. Share peace. What are you supposed to do? You know it's pulling on your heart. You know, you know that's the Holy Spirit convicting you to do something that it's time for you to do. At any age. At her age, my age. I'll pick on Mark and Mark's old age. It's time for all of us. Huh. I, I just think that's amazing how we go from three verses. From what Paul writes... And then all of a sudden we get to the fruits of the Spirit. And it is God's conviction to us through his Holy Spirit. Ron asked the question a couple of weeks ago. He says, why do we need to serve God? So why do you have to live this life? Why do you have to live this life of love, joy, peace, patience? And give and give and give. What's in it for me? Why do we have to serve God? And in my study the other morning, the question was, how can I not serve God? Look at the blessings you have. You know that exercise. It says, hey, take a sheet of paper and write everything that you're not happy with your life. Turn it over and write everything that you're happy with your life. And you're going to start looking for more paper. And you should be. Because there's so many more good things in your life than you can ever imagine. The gift of life itself. The gift of God calling on your heart. That's a tremendous gift. And if you really, really stop and think about it, that that's a tremendous gift that we have responsibility to. That, that we need to really honor. Who are we as Christians? Where's your self-control? How can you not serve God? Where are the fruits of the Spirit in your life? How much are you calling God in for victory? Hmm. He's a sovereign God. He's in control. Whether the election turned out as you wished or you did not wish, God is still in control. David Holt, if you're watching, I have written in my Bible. We were in a Bible study. Norm was talking in a Bible study, and I was here in the year that Barack Obama won the presidency. And David Holt, in a conversation, said, relax. 
God is in control. I, I don't know if it's official yet, but I'll share with you. Relax. God is in control. He's got us. He, he's going to be with us wherever we think we're at in that spectrum. How can we not serve God? He's our provider. I, I believe the name is Jehovah Jireh. It, it calls him Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And he will, and he does. But what needs to happen? Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, my selfish heart, my selfish me, always, always appreciates the rewards. I see myself in, as a winner. I want to be a winner because I know what the opposite is. I don't, I don't want to be on the opposite side. So I want to live my life because I want to receive the, the rewards, selfish me. But breaking that down, I've got to understand what is the self-control that I need to have? What do I need to do to get the reward? The chapter is called the reward of obedience or for obedience. How's your self-control in obedience? It's a, it is about our actions. It is about what we do. It is about our prayer life. It is about our inclusion of Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm going to HEB right after this. Please be with me that I don't get run over and hit by a truck on, on Highway 90. Pretty simple. Dear Heavenly Father, bless my daughter as she travels to San Marcos. Send your angels to guide her and protect her always. It's my prayer life. I, I, I want to tell you, I sit right, I stand right there and praise and worship with you guys. Thank you. Because my heart is just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in victory. I'm jumping for joy. You can't see it. But my heart wants to come out. That means good. <laughs> that means I'm happy. What talent you have, Miss Ann? What talent, Miss Holly? I can't do that. It's amazing. You're honoring and you're serving God. Where is your self-control? Where, where, where do we keep building on the things that we can build on? We've been blessed. Family, children, grandchildren, finances, possessions. We pray for the St. Augustine grass and we live in Uvalde, Texas, which is almost desert-like. <laughs> but God is in control. He is a sovereign God, and he loves us. Leviticus 26, verse 3 says, If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, you know what to do. You follow his decrees, and you obey his commands. He says, I will send you rain in its season. Mark is a testimony to that. 
Mark knows that God's in control, that God will send rain when he needs rain. He's a farmer. But I don't take that as rain, literal rain. I, I take that as victory. When, when I got to go to work and, and, and there may be challenges or there may be friction among the team, I take that as God's blessing, God's raining on my job for me to do well. God's raining on me as a parent to give great advice to my children who are in college. God's raining on my life to be a good husband to my beautiful wife. I'm asking for God to continue to bless me with the rain to be a good son. What is it that you're praying for? What is the rain in your life that you want God to do for you? Oh, I want to be a good athlete. Oh, I want to be a good basketball player. Oh, I want to be a good volleyball player. Oh, I want to be the greatest drummer that Uvalde has ever known because I want to do, or, or I want to play the flute and I want to sit first chair. Well, you better pick up the flute and practice. It ain't going to happen overnight. That's the structure. That's the discipline. That's the work. That's what you got to keep going at. You keep pounding that rock. And that rock doesn't break just on that one time. Champions, the Spurs, they live by that theory. They hit the rock and they hit the rock every day, every day, every day. And finally it broke. And when it broke, they won the championship. But they didn't just hit it once. They came and they lived their life with structure. They lived with self-control. They lived with discipline. They lived in the parameters of God's laws, God's decrees. And they were careful to obey. Because there is punishment for disobedience. That's the next chapter. The love of God or the wrath of God? I choose the love of God. I choose to turn my life and live accordingly to God's will. I choose to live the way God wants me to because I want to be obedient and it starts with listening. It starts with hearing. It's our self-control. Jesus loves us. He gave his life for us. For each one of us to claim victory so that we can sing a hallelujah. And the choice is yours. I think God's always given us that choice. He, he's allowed us to make a choice. Yes or no. Right or wrong. Good or bad. In everything. You have a choice to go down that road. You have a choice to speed or not to speed. He gives you a choice. He'll give you a choice to honor him and worship him daily, honor him, worship him regularly, or not. Folks, congratulations. You had a great week. You did good. I'm, I've got to convict you of evil and sin that's out there that's looking for you. And we'll open the door as soon as you crack that thing, he's coming in.
But folks, congratulations. Because I shared with you what the rewards for obedience was and the value of self-control. We have choices. We make our decisions. You have a choice. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just glorify your name. We claim victory for the bread of life. We claim victory for our missionaries. We claim victory for the finances that you bless this church with, Lord. Again, we honor you and we praise you for this. We know that you're a good, good father. And that all the gifts that you give are good. And Lord, right now, we just pray for self-control this week. We thank you that we won last week. We thank you that we're winning today. And Lord, as we go out there, the enemy is going to challenge us. And we have a choices. And Lord, right now, we pray that our self-control, your self-control, is implemented into our life. Lord, that we ask you daily, what's your will for us? What is it that you want us to do? How do we get to eternal life? How can we not serve you, Lord, for the good gifts that you give us? Mighty Father, I just pray that this word touch someone's heart. So again, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen.